It's been forever since I've actually watched the news. If I do, it's only by accident when I have the television on watching something else that ends at 11 p.m. And before I can turn it off, the local news at 11 comes on. When that happens, I usually quickly turn it off because I'm honestly not much interested in what has happened in Fort Wayne that day. So I don't watch the news, but I do read it, and I do listen to it. I read it on the internet, I listen to snippets of it on the radio, and sometimes I read the local newspaper, although I don't really consider that reading the news. In any case, I do take in the news, regional, national, international. I pay attention to it, I really do, but I also find that I can hardly stand to pay attention to it. Because much of the news I hear or read, I find frustrating, disturbing, aggravating. It mostly reminds me of how little control I have over what is happening in the world and how much of human behavior is driven by greed, conflict, selfishness, and prejudice. There is not much that I would consider good news in the news I hear and read. Oh, every now and then there's a human interest story that captures my attention, a feel-good story that gets slipped into the stream of news. I like those stories. They feel like a kind of relief in the midst of all the bad news. But I am not sure those stories are really news. They seem to me more like little stories, little islands in the river of actual news. Most news, it seems to me, is bad news. Have I been conditioned to think that way? Have we been conditioned to think that way? To look for the worst? To keep a constant eye out for danger? Is it human nature to find what's worst and then try to work our way back from there? Do we have to see and hear all the bad news, hear it, acknowledge it, process it, before we can even begin to think about the good news? Does bad news dominate our lives? Because, truth be told, every good thing is only temporary, a temporary reprieve before the next bad thing comes along, a glimpse of life before the inevitable death. How depressing that all sounds. But you know what I'm talking about. Bad news dominates. Danger and conflict is what catches our attention most quickly. Criticism sticks longer than praise. Loss, death, grief. They are always keeping company with us. And this year, 2020, in the greater scheme of things, this year in particular feels like it's been filled with one piece of bad news after another. I don't have to convince you of that. You know it yourself. Isolation, illness, economic downturn, political battles, separation from family, and all the things that were planned and hoped for that didn't happen. The list goes on. But... Into this, into this orientation toward bad news, this time of struggle and uncertainty, comes a seasonal scriptural promise, a prophecy of good news. Isaiah 61, 
The Lord God's spirit is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release for the captives and liberation for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So this is a season, a time of good news. This is a time to proclaim good news, and all the bad news in the world can't stop that, can't cancel that out. God brings good news. And this is so, so important. Naming the good news, bringing the good news is so, so important, because while it may be true that we are more oriented toward the bad news than the good news. It may be true that our human condition is such that we are quite instinctively fearful and anxious. Those things may be true, but it is also true, and more so, that our human spirit is created for hope and peace and joy and love. The traditional themes of Advent, therefore, testify to the fact, to the truth, that we are made to be good news people. We are created, we are built that way. And our true orientation, our basic, our first orientation is not toward the bad, but toward the good. Not toward certain failure, but toward hope. Not toward destruction, but toward peace. Not toward despair, but toward joy. Not toward hate, but toward love. The fact is, the truth is, that we are created to be good news people. It's what we are intended for, what we are built for, what in our deepest places we are meant for. How can I say that? If it's true that we more easily turn toward the bad news than the good news, that we look for the bad news, absorb it, attend it, become fixated on it, then how can I say that we are meant for good news, that good news is our true orientation? I can say it because of what I know, what I believe about our divinely created human essence and purpose. That is, we are not based in bad news. Our basis, our essence, is rooted in God's love, in God's empowerment, in God's healing. We are good news people right from the start, right from the center, right from the core of who we are. It's where we always begin and it is what we always return to. The news of things made right made whole, brought home. That is always our most important and our most compelling news, good news. Do you hear me? Our story, our faith story, doesn't begin with bad news. It is meant to address bad news, yes, but it doesn't begin with bad news. Our story is centered in good news. It begins with good news. That's where we start. We begin with hope, we begin with peace, we begin with joy, we begin with love. We don't wade through all the muck in order to see if there is any possibility at all that somewhere under all the bad there might be something good. We don't say, I won't believe it until the bad stuff is all taken care of. I won't believe in good news until all the bad news is cleared away. No, the good news is first. 
It's our foundation. It's our birth story. The good news is first. Look at the Bible. The creation story comes first. The story of human life, of being at home in Eden, comes first. The story of the fall comes later. The story of exile comes later. The story of home, the story of the womb, of birth, of blessing, comes first. It's the foundation of who we have been and who we want to become again. Our instinctive orientation toward bad news would suggest otherwise. Bad news dominates our thinking, demands our attention. But good news comes first. It is first. And the effort to speak good news, to hear good news, to affirm good news, is part of God's effort joined with our effort to bring us back to what is at our core. What is at the core of our spirits? What is at the core of creation? What is at the core of God's intentions for us and for all humanity? And what's at the core isn't bad. It's good. It's good news. So here we are in Advent marking the beginning of the church year because the anticipation of Christ being born into the world and all that that means when God becomes flesh to be with us, to hold our hands, to stand with us, to stay with us, is the promise of good news, the affirmation of good news. Maybe this season can remind us that before there is failure, before there is suffering, before there is danger and disappointment, there is and has always been the promise, the prediction, the prophecy of love and justice of peace and wholeness, of restoration and forgiveness, of embrace and acceptance of birth and growth. Good news is first, and it comes again. And what is the good news? What is the good news in these times of constant bad news? What is the good news that will not only counteract the bad news, but spring up from underneath it, spring up and push it aside? The good news, as Isaiah speaks it, is that God is concerned about those who have been oppressed, brokenhearted, and held captive. The good news is that God's agenda is overflowing with a commitment to healing and liberty and release. The good news is that wherever there is comfort, wherever mourning gives way to gladness, wherever ruins are rebuilt... And wherever justice is done and righteousness springs up, that is where God is. And where there is God, there is hope and there is peace and there is joy and there is love. Good news isn't found by sifting through your news sources and hoping you can find something that feels optimistic, something that feels light rather than dark. Good news isn't what's left over after all the bad news is cleared away. No, it's always the lead story. And sometimes, although good news doesn't show up in the form you expected it to show up, and maybe it doesn't at first look like good news, it may still turn out to be good news. 
Because as Paul says in his letter to the Romans, we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, who are called according to God's purpose. All things. So an unmarried teenage girl in Palestine 2,000 and some years ago who finds herself pregnant through no action of her own or as we are inclined to think of it, through no fault of her own, by every measure could expect this unexpected event to bring an end to any possibility of a life in community, a life of respect and station, a life of being cared for and cared about, a life of right relationship. And yet she could receive this news of this unexpected pregnancy as good news. Hers is a story of good news. Yes, it's the lead story of good news. Who would have guessed? But then again, who can deny it? And think about your good news story, the lead story in your life, the headline. And don't think about it in just one dimension, a flat version of this lead story of what has happened or what is happening. And don't think about only the ways in which your lead story has become a single feel-good moment in a river of bad news. But think about how your lead story has changed you from the inside out, and therefore has the potential of changing those around you, changing principalities and powers, changing the hardest of hearts. And think about how your lead story, the headline story, the story that marks you and perhaps has made you, is the story that you need to tell the world because it is the light, the Christ light, that you are meant to bring into the world. So what is your headline? What is your good news headline? If you were here with me right now, I might ask you to shout it out. If we had comments activated on the live stream, I'd ask you to post it into the comments. Your good news headline. Extra, extra, read all about it. Son forgives father for all the ways in which he's failed to be the father the son wanted him to be. And so the new measure is grace. Extra, extra, read all about it. Loans are forgiven because someone actually believes in the year of Jubilee. Extra, extra, read all about it. Retiree participates in project to write to inmate on death row and ends up forging a relationship that is life-giving for both. Extra, extra, read all about it. Community commits to prioritizing early childhood education, not because it is a political winner, but because every child deserves a leg up. Extra, extra, read all about it. Person who is nervous about conflict gets up the gumption to put out a yard sign that proclaims a message of justice and equality in a neighborhood where neighbors don't all agree on politics. Extra, extra, read all about it. College student decides to change her major because she decides that a career is less important than a calling. Extra, extra, read all about it. Spouses come to an understanding with each other that being kind to each other is more important than being right. 
extra, extra, read all about it. Those with privilege of class or race or gender or status finally take seriously the matter of advantage and commit to reconsidering the whole system that has made their lives easier and other lives more difficult. Extra, extra, read all about it. Teacher teaches because he loves his subject, but even more importantly, he loves it when students have their eyes opened to their own potential to make a difference in the world. Their hearts and minds have opened up in his classroom. Extra, extra, read all about it. Person in my neighborhood seems to have something against me. I don't know what. For the longest time, she won't look at me when she passes by my house. She pretends I am not there. She won't speak to me. It bothers me. I conjure up thoughts in my mind about why she is a bad person and I am not. One day, I decide I will wave to her as I pass her in my car. She doesn't respond. The next time I wave again, she doesn't respond. The third time this happens, she does respond with a little wave in return. This morning, this very morning, on my way to church, there is no one else outside. Everyone must still be asleep or sitting at their kitchen table drinking their morning coffee, except for me in my car driving to the church and this woman out walking. I wave, she waves back. I wonder if maybe she even smiles a little bit. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, but I think I can see a little smile. So something about the way I see her has changed. Extra, extra, read all about it. What's your headline? What's the good news of your life? Think your way into that space. Think about the headline. Trusting, believing, knowing that the story at the core of you, the story that comes out of the center of your being, is a good news story. And that good news is first. It's the first story, the important story, the shaping story, the headline story, and ultimately the whole story. So what's the good news right now? What's the good news that's coming again? What's the good news at the heart of who you are, you child of God? What's the good news that will get its boost, its affirmation, get its second wind when the Christ child comes? What's the good news? I know there is good news in you, in your life, in your heart, on your lips. I know it's at the center of who you are, just as I know that God is at the center of your heart. Amen. Please join me in some moments of quiet reflection and prayer.